Hey, you're drinking house coffee, unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. Welcome to episode 16. 16. House Coffee. Sweet 16. Podcast. Nice. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> I know. We made it. We sure did. We're going to do something interesting today. We are going to spitball a little. Yeah. First time. I, I don't know if it's the first time, but we usually have a planning session beforehand or um, plan for a few episodes in a row. And... And this is not a habit we're going to start here, <laughs> but it is something we're going to try today. Also, I will say like, Rich, you and I like in the past have seen, have been able to like catch up between episodes. Yeah. And I feel like- Like with just, each other? With each other. And we haven't really had a chance to just catch up as friends yeah. off the mic. I think the last time we had a conversation was exactly one week ago. Yeah. It could be because I've been traveling since uh, Friday, no, Thursday, yeah, Friday morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> 2 a.m. Friday morning. Okay, where'd uh, you no, go? No, 3, 4 a.m. We went to Ohio to oh, visit fun. Christine's friend who lives there, and we brought the baby, and, uh, you know, it was a whole thing. It was cool. We picked fun. up Christine's other friend on the way out. She has this group of college friends that she sees, like, every year or so. Yeah. And it, it always moves around like where they're going to be meeting up. So this time it was at um, this one friend's house in Ohio before that friend moves to Colorado. So uh, yeah, so we had that we had that going. But yeah, that means we haven't talked since last Tuesday. Yeah, and here it is Tuesday. Here we are. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for that. Um, at the opening, I don't I don't remember if we recorded this opening, but we were talking about this song. Um, smelling coffee. Yeah. Um, just now we, we talk, were just t- talking about just, just a now. Second ago, we talked second about ago that. but I we were also talking about it last week, and you had said something really quick, like you only listen to Andy Mino. Uh, yeah. Well, lately, like yeah, you only, yeah, you've yeah, only yeah, been yeah. listening to Andy Mino lately, right? I didn't agree. Yes. Sure. <laughs> true. So so true. I like an idiot didn't know who Andy Minio was. I was like, I've never heard of that person before. That's not surprising. I was dropping his name like he was, you know. Yeah, like, but. This big guy, but. He's got like a really popular song that like people are making TikTok videos and reels on. Exactly. And I went to um, Spotify after our our episode last week and I looked up Andy Minio because I was like, Rich has been listening to this guy. I just, I got to know who this is. If (laughs) he's like some, like, I got to just know what he's about. Uh I'm like, oh my goodness. This guy is like, I'm coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's the guy. (laughs) He's that guy. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea. So yeah, Lecrae is the one that a lot of people know because he's probably the the most famous like Christian hip hop artist. Andy Minio has been around for at least the last 10 years or so. Um, and has I think was on Lecrae's record label starting out. Now I think he has his own like independent little independent label um, mm-hmm. with a few artists on it. And 
But so he's not super well known, but he's really talented in my opinion. Yeah. And a lot of people like every almost every record of Andy Minio's would feature like Le, Lecrae on a song and or vice versa. So um that's kind of how I got into him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean I like Lecrae too and and plenty of other like CHH artists, but uh What's CHH? Christian hip hop. But a lot of um a lot of uh yeah, I don't know, something about Minio's just like variety and style and like um take on things is something mm-hmm. I just uh, appreciate. Not that I resonate with it. I don't really yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to this music because I resonate with it per se, except for this the like the spiritual component. But it's not all just like like rapping the Bible or anything like that. It's yeah. more like storytelling, which is what I've always appreciated about hip hop and or like any kind of music that I listen to. Um it tends to be the the storylines and lyricism that draws me in. So cool. Ask me who I've been listening to lately. Who have you been listening to lately, Maggie? Dua Lipa. That sounds familiar. She has a lot of really popular songs on the radio. Like cool. She's very, very um mainstream. What would I know? Um, you would know well, the song that I've been listening to is called New Rules. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not going to sing it because it's like, <laughs> okay. it's not like very appropriate. But um, for our rating. Sure. On, on the E is pod, for everyone. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but We're clean on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Um, if she's like, um, I can't even say it, but... You got me in love again. Dun, 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 dun. Do you know that song? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if I know I it. I used to think. I don't know how much Not we can sing on this without right, right, getting right. flagged, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, um, maybe I'll go Maybe I'll go check it out. Go check her out. She's, See the old Spotify. she's uh, hip. <laughs> cool. Yeah, a lot of like, a lot of contemporary, not contemporary, modern. Uh, mainstream. Mainstream. Popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of pop music, I am like real late or slow or just, I don't know, mm-hmm. I never get there in terms of mm-hmm. <laughs> catching on. Um, but yeah, because I'm not really like on TikTok or yeah, anywhere. I'm where not really on TikTok either. I don't have the Tic Tac, you know, where like everybody um, finds this stuff. I did know that that one song by Lecrae and Andy Mino was was trending on TikTok. So even if you didn't know Andy Mino by name mm-hmm. like that, you would probably, if anyone did know him, it would be from that song mm-hmm. that that kind of blew up. Yeah. Um, this yeah. this particular song, like <laughs> Brandon and I have been like shouting it, like playing it back and forth. Nice. Sounds and, fun. Um, it's just like a really fun song, and I recommend listening to it because it's it's just it's just a line that we there's just a line in the song that we've been saying, and it's just really funny. So. That sounds fun. Yeah, Christina and I um, are not like that as far as music, <laughs> music taste, music taste, music approaches. You know, uh, we just have very different musical mm-hmm. tastes and stylings. She's she enjoys music, but she's not a super musical person. So it's a mm-hmm. interesting dynamic for our relationship. I, I'm only yeah. I'm not. I got into Dua Lipa because Brandon's been listening to her. Like as he's been working on the house, he always picks some like really strong female artist as he is 
working on a project on the house. Like sometimes, so when he was doing plumbing, it was, <laughs> when he was doing plumbing work, like it was K-Flay. Do you ever hear K-Flay? I don't know. And so whenever we hear, whenever it's like plumbing time, we do like do K-Flay music. And he was like really into Kesha last summer and like ev- like every day was Kesha. Wow. And um, now it's Dua Lipa. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to catch up. Yeah. Well. What's what's new with business. Uh, your business? Entrepreneurship. <laughs> Burnout. <The grind. laughs> huh, we said that at the same time. I know. Syn- synonyms. Um, what is new in, with my business? Not, yeah. Not a whole lot. Um, so, go ahead. Do we do the, I, wonder, I was wondering if we do the big reveal today. We actually. can. We sh- I think we've been teasing it for quite some time. We have. I'll keep thinking about it. Go okay. ahead. All right. Well, um, my big reveal is today. Yeah. My new office is having like a soft opening to the other off other agents in Gabler Realty. We're having our meeting there today. Sick. And the big staging project. The big staging project that I've been working on for. A month, over a month, and Joe and I were at that office till eleven o'clock last night, yeah. just doing all the finishing touches. Not surprised. And in fact, I have like one or two things left. I still need to like do when I get there at five time this morning. Um, and um, anyways, I I honestly don't know where I would be without Joe. He's like so he's so talented and just like gives he he gives 110% and I know like we talk about like Joe you got to slow your roll dude giving only 85 but he really I'll does I'll take 90 tops like he had a full time he has a full time job and he met me at 5:30 and we were there till Jeez. after 11 and um and he brought me dinner like oh my god he's just a gem like Joe he's the best crushing it yeah um definitely the kind of person you want to have for you sure. dream that you would have on your t- on a team for, you know what i mean for real for real um so he's he and i were like hanging things along the wall and like you you know using like um painter's tape to like place them in like on the wall and then like we were like nailing things and then like stepping back and we're like that's not even we gotta (laughs) tilt it and we were just doing that over and over again and um it was just because like a few days prior we went to target together to get some like off like office supplies okay so here here was my vision for the office i did not want this office to look like you could pick everything off a Target shelf. I didn't yeah. want it to look like Target. Yeah. I wanted it to look like a cozy, homey vibe. You didn't want to steel. be walking through the room essentials section. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, I've been at Target once yeah. or twice. <laughs> I just didn't want it to look like someone could walk and be like, oh, I've seen that at Target or I have that at home. I really wanted it to look curated. So, But there are just some things that you can't, buy in multiples, yeah, secondhand or um, vintage or thrifted. And plus like this being an office setting, like you really don't want to buy things that are like used. You want them to look new. So we did source some furniture from Target. And even though it goes against my religion <laughs> and that religion is 
environmentally consciousness and like all the packaging and styrofoam and cardboard like literally killed me a little bit every time I put it in the dumpster. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's another story for another time. I did manage to um, use decorations from locally owned um, vendors like Bluebird. And I went to an antique shop yesterday uh, in Burnt Hills and I found some really cool art and um, like, anyways, it, so I wanted the office to look like a mixture of like contemporary with like antiques. And um, so Joe is like very, not anti-vintage, but he's just, if it, if it's not expensive, he doesn't want it kind of not really, but he's just kind of, he's way more bougie than me. Got it. I, I feel like um, I would be so happy if I just bought used stuff the rest of my life and I, I could live like that, no matter what it was. But Joe is like, why spend $50 on something when you can spend 5000 Wow. Not really that much, but I'm exaggerating a little yeah. bit. But he's, he's kind of like, you know, he likes the finer things in life. And so when I, whenever I've been finding things to buy for this office, I was always like texting Joe, like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And he would give me his opinion. And he was making mood boards in a mood board app and was like, I like this vibe for the office. And he was sending me all sorts of ideas. And then yesterday I went rogue. Uh-oh. There was too much um, corporate, like Target, Wayfair, and not enough vintage in the office. So I went dark and I just started going to all these secondhand places looking for artwork and like like um, decor that would that I could mix into the office to not make it look so modern clean cut. Right. And I found I went to this um, it's like it's called the old shop it's a vintage store. I should um, tag it when I post a photo of it. I found this old antique frame. It was like very ornate. And someone's grandmother, probably 75 years ago, cross-stitched it. And there's like little houses in the corner. And it says, home is where the heart is. And it's all cross-stitched. And I'm like, Bingo. That's going to go right in the front of the office. And I like, I didn't even text Joe because if I texted it to him, he would have been like, ew, no. Yeah. And then I found another, a few other pieces, random pieces. I went to the city mission. Um, I did stop at the Glenville Salvation Army. I didn't find anything there. Um, and I um, also found like an old kid's desk in the, that belonged to my broker it was in the garage at the other other office and I grabbed that and brought it there. And I just like, when Joe showed up at 5.30 yesterday, I was like, Joe, I, I went a little bit rogue. I bought some things without like checking with you first. And he's like, oh my God, here we go. And actually it ended up working, looking so good because it now the office feels homey. Yeah, It doesn't feel like I plucked things off of the shelf. So there is a good mix, but it's also... I really want that homey vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And you're selling homes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and homes are meant to be lived in. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Congrats. Thanks. 
So that's uh, later today, later yeah. this morning. Yeah, in like, in like, less than an hour, forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we are not podcasting that long today. Well, that's that's. I'm happy that's done. So it's done, right? It's. I mean, like I guess you can 90, trickle things in from here, but it's ninety-five percent done. It's ninety-five percent done. Obviously, done enough for a big reveal. Yeah, and I I just need to get feedback today. And there's a couple things that haven't arrived yet. Like I ordered a uh, apartment fridge because the only fridge we have at the office right now is a mini fridge. Gotcha. So that's going to be delivered this week. Um, and a couple other like just random things that you kind of don't know you need at an office until you like need it. Yeah. Right. So true. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's really, it's a cool space and I'm excited for the reveal today. Yeah. Is it just going to be coworkers, like off, like people yeah, from? it's just people within the, the office. Yeah. And as we were working last night, so I've been getting a lot of requests for staging from other agents. I, I really don't do any advertising other than like what I post on Instagram. It's my business has grown through word of mouth. And I was, as Joe and I were hanging stuff last night, he was like on the one end of the room and I was on the other end. And I was like, Joe, I really need to think about how I'm going to scale my business because I feel like you and me doing what we do now, we could easily double our volume if we had double the furniture and I'm like, I feel like I could make you like my like number two and you could have an assistant helping you do a house and like I could actually hire another person and we could actually have like two different teams staging. But I'm like, right now it's just you and me and we only have like my inventory is tied up for a whole month. So I can only comfortably do two houses right now. And that's really like, I only have one sofa. So it really depends on if the other house has a sofa. And I, I have a really nice sofa, um, fitted sofa cover so I can make it look really nice. And I've done that in several houses. But really, um, I really need to, he's like, Maggie, you're going to have to start putting furniture in your garage at home. And... um yeah, so we've just, I've just been talking and thinking about, okay, how can I scale this business so that I can be profitable? And I was thinking about, was that book that you mentioned, The E-Myth? Is that the book that you right. said that yeah, the, franchising or yeah. think of your business like a franchise? I haven't read it, clearly. Um, Bummer. But I've, but I've been thinking about that since you mentioned that on an earlier episode. It's the kind of concept that you can just take and once you hear it it's so intuitive i think you can begin to almost just think about it and apply it in your own ways yeah just from hearing the idea it's a it's one of those powerful ideas and it's an old book it was made like written mm-hmm. in the 80s mm-hmm. it's been around for a while so it still applies to yeah businesses today i mean they still have an active website that like does workshops and and all i don't even know if the guy i mean the guy the guy's pretty old who wrote it i think uh, I think he was old <laughs> when he wrote it. Like, so I don't know. Uh, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you applied it to storied coffee? In some ways. I mean, 
there are a lot of limitations that come with being under-resourced. So, so having just a very small amount of money to work with. Because I think the key to a franchise situation, or to, to borrow the principle from the book, I, you want to systematize your business. And basically you want, you want all the things to be like the same. So that's the idea with a franchise, is you want to be able to build a business that you can copy and paste anywhere. But the key to that is having, is being able to use the same principles and the same products and the same, you would even want the same equipment, I think, or at least functionally the same equipment. And there are a lot of, because we were really strapped for cash and that's been our, our number one thing all along. It, we can't invest in the kinds of equipment and stuff that makes the processes and the systems a lot more efficient all, all the time. That's the kind of thing that I think would really allow us to uh, to to scale or or copy it in the future. So I, I mean, there's it's a whole equation. There's a lot that goes into. There's a lot of moving parts with how to quote unquote franchise model your business, but money's just like a huge. Mm-hmm. A huge thing. So, <clears throat> so all that said, we have done ever since I read that book. I started talking to Abby, and we've done as much as we can. We've done a lot to sort of streamline and optimize the business. So that book it goes through a bunch of different ways that you want to break things down and like areas of focus. So you know workflow efficiencies staff considerations um I, it's and it's been a little while since i read it too but you really the book is the book is all about designing your business from the ground up and thinking through every step and how you're building the the base and then all the way up through even starting with like your personal goals like why are you even yeah. in business if you have a business partner what are you doing together like what is this What's the bigger picture? And then you got to build a business that gets you there. So that's that's really how the book ends up being sort of uh, boots on the ground about it. So it's something we're always thinking about. And in a lot of ways, we have streamlined, partly because we had to, because we knew we couldn't afford the staffing as it was coming out of February. And so going into March, I was like, I was like hey guys, you got jobs through March, but in April just going to be me and Abby for the by and large, except for maybe like someone on Saturday to help. Um, that was before the whole other thing came up where I would mm-hmm. have a different opportunity outside of the business. But it was like, it was getting extreme where we we're going to be like, it's just me and Abby about to run this thing for the next year and yeah. a half or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> it's that had, course has changed a little bit, but what that led us to do was say, how would Abby and I run this business? It was just us ever. How and what, like, or better yet, how would this business need to look? This is kind of how I framed it. And like how I'm even still working through it. How would this business need to look if it was only one person working from 1 p.m. to close? What would need to happen? That person has to be locked, like, like tied to the bar. They can't, ha- they, they shouldn't have to leave or walk away from the bar at any point in time for those f- like five hours. Which is why you eliminated lunches 
after 1 it's p.m.? It's one of the reasons we stopped serving food. We decided to start to, to stop serving food at one o'clock. It used to be all day till close. Well, until the last hour. Mm. Uh, but then we said we need to do less staffing. And so we need to cut off the food so that in the afternoon you can be like putting the food stuff away. And, and then so that one person can run just the bar. Yeah. There's another principle in business that came out of my co- coaching course. There's another principle where you, you, you need to, you need to, you need to be pulling in so much money per hour to make certain things justifiable. So like even the amount of staff you have on the floor on, <laughs> on average, this will, this will be a telling statistic for you. On average, it ends up working out to about $80 an hour. You should have, for every person you have on on the bar, on the floor. That's how much it costs the business or that's how that's much That's how much in? your business should be pulling in to be having a 30% labor. Uh, I don't know what's 30% of 80, but let's see. Use my calculator okay. watch. Uh, it's... That didn't go, that's the wrong way. <laughs> I must have multiplied. These little buttons are um, great. I love them. No complaints. You should use your uh, remarkable 24 tip dollars, which, okay. So, anyway, <clears throat> I don't, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me. But the point is that, uh, that statistically, it's, you, you should be looking to have around $80 an hour coming into your business for every person. Which means if you have two people on the floor, imagine having a hundred sixty dollar hour. Well, I got news for you: one hundred sixty dollar hour is a pretty busy hour. It's storied. We don't see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Eighty dollars an hour actually is also not too shabby. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's storied. Which means, yeah, we just the revenue just. I mean, listen, yeah. I'm asking a lot of questions. So right now. Okay. I know. So you hired a marketing person. I did. How's that working out for you? I don't know yet. Okay. It's only been a week. (laughs) Um, The first post went up yesterday, last night, I think. Oh, okay. So, and by the time people hear this, there'll be more out. So we'll see, Mm -hmm. but we'll see how that's working. Uh, At the end of the day, I mean, the key to social media is consistency. It's having stuff going out. It's having pictures look pretty and ideally telling a little bit of a story or at least connect for me, ideally connecting it to your bigger picture. Um, that when you introduce a third party who is totally divorced, well, just totally like outside of your business, that's going to be the widest gap, I think, that I'll have to kind of work through. But still, it's working. I know that there's an entire co- calendar of content for cool. this month that's about to go out. And I know that I I did what I said, where I put out an announcement yes, introducing the I person. And I said, hey, and I was very like, I couldn't have been more clear, like, hey, this is our social media friend from this company. They're going to be putting these posts out. And I don't know if you saw the post that was on the, I did the milk teas post that just came out last night. Oh no. The language. It's just so not anything we would say. It's so many adjectives. It's like descriptive. It's meant to be (laughs) like, it's over. That's a little over the top in my opinion for selling. I know we're just kind of trying stuff out with these captions and see like what people like. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't care actually. I you I said that someone else is doing this and so whatever goes out now is like someone yeah. else. It's not on me yeah. and I feel a lot of freedom about that. Good. And she sent me all the captions to read in advance and I was like, I mean nothing is 
like inaccurate here. Like your your names and words are correct. I wouldn't ever talk this way, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't have to. So that's the whole. So talk about peace of mind. Right? We talked about it last week. That's the whole thing. Is I, I know this content's about to go out. I know someone else is taking care of it. Uh, I know people. I, I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else is going to happen. So the point is to see, I think I said this, I think I was talking about why I was doing this. We're just, and I talk about it all the time. There's no, like the revenue is just so, so little. What, <laughs> what would you say at Storied is your, like your biggest moneymaker? Like, what is it that? Item wise? Like, yeah. Like, what is it? It doesn't even have to be like biggest profit margin. It's just like, what makes Storied the most money? And if you're like, if you eliminate it from the menu, you would see a big dip in sales. Espresso drinks. Really? I think still are technically they went out, but ultimately bubble tea is right there for mm-hmm. us. It's it's neck and neck. Okay. If it's the right day, bubble tea is more. So not food. Food, no. Food helps to bring certain people in. And I think if we didn't have the food, if we didn't have the food, we wouldn't need the staff. We wouldn't need as much staffing Mm -hmm. if we didn't have the food because the food requires two people so that one person can operate the kitchen and one person and do the prep and one person can do the drinks. But if we didn't have the food, we wouldn't require the staffing that we currently require, which means that we might be able to survive on just the drinks. However, it's 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 hard to say who yeah. would stop coming because we didn't have food. Yeah, and I say food, I mean like major order sandwiches. I mean we do baked yeah. goods, and we probably still would do baked goods. Yeah, I feel nice like a lot of baked something. goods are a good seller. I mean, I haven't seen banana bread in a hot minute, but I know that that's always popular, right? You would think. Because I get people saying, oh, I haven't seen the banana bread. And then I go and make it. And then I have a loaf for two sitting around at the end of a weekend. Uh, not to go on to topic about <laughs> banana bread, but what if Calling you, you out. What about, oh, I always go and get banana bread when there's banana bread. You're, not the, you're not the problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but w- I don't know. This is just like, again, not to go off topic. But like if you had like one day of the week that was banana bread day. I don't know if that would make a difference. So people knew. Honestly, I tried that. I did to try to work it into a workflow in the last a couple months ago when it was switching back to me and Abby. It doesn't have to be banana bread specifically. Just something. And I'm not, that's not going to solve your issues. I I understand that. Yeah, right. I I was just thinking like, you're just thinking about how you can get more banana bread in your life. Yes. Why don't I just make you banana bread? That would be amazing. Just make you personal. I'm going to hold you to that for next week. You and Brandon have your own little loaf. Yep. Perfect. I won't even cut it. <laughs> Remember um, that time I brought in bananas to the shop? Yeah, thanks. It's just a neighborly thing to do. I was like, Maggie, okay. can I borrow? You got three bananas kicking around? No, I think you had them. I you had them, them and I didn't want to throw them away. So I was like, hey, this was a long time yeah. ago. It's like, hey, are you going to be making banana bread soon? Because I got some bananas that are going to go bad and I don't want to throw them away. And I brought them to Storied, and Rich made banana bread. I love that. We have a we have a business next door to us too, the Mohawk Tap Room, and 
we're sometimes we trade stuff with them. Like, really? Hey, we've got this seasoning that we're, we discontinued this item, so we're never going to use this. Like, I had a whole big like five pound thing of dill. I was like, you guys use dill? I don't need this. <laughs> and uh, and then I definitely know we've we've it's, we've done like I think they needed a couple onions. We we keep onions for the breakfast sandwiches. And at one point they came over. They're like, you guys got any onions? <laughs> it's probably like, like one of those old neighbor old time neighbor things where it's like, can I get a cup of sugar? I love that. Yeah, it's sweet. Oh, that's cool. Our ice machine was down too somewhat recently, and they said we could, if we needed ice, we could grab that. I've even had them tell me I could bake over there back in the day. Wow. Before we moved oh, okay. the location and got this better oven, but I didn't follow through on that because yeah. didn't really end up ramping that up. But anyway. Do you want to talk about your big reveal? Uh, I don't know. You're still... I'm still thinking about scaling businesses. Gotcha. This kind of fits into that. This but. is going to be such a teaser for when you finally do reveal. People are going to be <laughs> like on the edge of their seat. <laughs> if anyone really cares to know, I mean, it's out there. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to dig very hard. Yeah. You know, you just got to be subscribed to the right email list and uh, you already would have seen it. Yeah. It's, all right. Well, you don't I, have, I mean, yeah, not to put yeah, you on the spot, no. but um, there was another book. We got some... Actually, you got some really good feedback from the last week's episode this past week. Becca sent us a book. What was that oh, yeah. called? Deep Work. Deep Work. Do you know that that Thank came you. up in my travels too? Did it? The, per- the friend that we picked up on our way out to Ohio also was talking about that book. I have started it. I started it way back in January before Ollie was born. So then got a little derailed. Yeah. But before, after, right around that time. But anyway, I didn't keep up with it. But... Shout out Storied Book Club 2024. Yeah, right. <laughs> Storied Book Club. I always do that. Um, sorry, House Coffee. House Coffee. House Coffee Book Club 2024. Maybe we'll make it a whole thing. Okay, I'm down. And but I did start it, and I and I like the concept. And this person that we were traveling with was also talking about it. And Becca talks about it. She sent. But us anyway, some good where were you going memos. with that? Oh, I was just feeling encouraged because of, we I had two people message me and say that they really enjoyed our episode um, 14 about, um, what was that one about? <laughs> like, I can only remember last week's episode. Two where, episodes ago? Two was episodes that 85%? It's right. better than 100%. Right, 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 yes. Joe out here giving 110, dude. I, I know. <laughs> and then, Joe, we got an article for you, all right? I know, well, I'll send it to him. Actually, I'm his manager technically, so I should send it to myself and you ask tell him, him to chill out. Chill. <laughs> um, I have a best friend, and her name is also Maggie. And I'm not referring to myself. Her name is Maggie Goble, and she lives in the city. But we met in college, and people would confuse. Actually, people confused us a lot because of our names, and we were such good friends. She texted me this week, and she just said that this past episode has been, and she did like three fire emojis and she just said she's loving it. And I didn't even know that she was listening. That's fun. There's so many people. I followed us recently on Instagram, I think. Yeah. Um, She has a twin sister named Mena and um, we're all good friends. So fun. Yep. Thanks, Maggie. Not you, Maggie Goble. Yeah, Maggie Goble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's encouraging to get the the feedback and hear that our ideas or just conversations are yeah 
are um, telling, you know, they're, uh, I don't know, they're inspiring people. They're yeah. helping. They're encouraging. Yeah. They're encouraging us to have them, I think, if nothing else. And at For the sure. end of the day, it's just you and me, dude. I know, man. So. <laughs> and like, that's honestly what this whole thing, like I was thinking about it, like this has been so helpful. Just these conversations alone have been super helpful for my business because I would have never thought about franchising, quote unquote, like thinking yeah. about my we'll business the, as a franchise. And we say it that way. When we say that, we just mean the franchise model. Right, 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 right. I'm not going to have Welcome Home Co. trailers across the country. This year. Right. <laughs> wait, wait a few years for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I I would have never really considered my business in that regard until like these conversations. And I don't know if our listeners have maybe thought about their businesses in that way too, because sometimes our businesses start as pulling pillows and lamps and chairs out of your home and putting them in your client's home to help make their decor look a little more attractive in photos and then it blows up to large scale designing and decorating of corporate offices. Yeah. And this is another um, thought that I mentioned to Joe yesterday as we were staging. And staging kind of implies it's temporary. It's, it was more like decorating and styling permanently. Yeah. Um, and if someone had approached me a couple years ago and said, hey, can I hire you to do my office? I probably would have turned them down because I would have been so intimidated and I wouldn't have been able to handle like the process or understand the end product. Yeah. Like... I like yesterday I kept like second guessing a lot of things because I was used to staging a house and you stage a house for photos and you want it to make it look homey and you want to make it look like a place where you want someone to live. You want to create that vibe. An office, you want to create an environment where someone is productive, but you also don't want to create a space that's like sterile, that they don't feel happy or inspired when they're there. So doing an office is a different balance of homey versus office. And we're a real estate office. Yeah, exactly. So I really wanted the vibe to be cozy comfort. And Joe had to remind me, he's like, Maggie, we are, we're, we're not staging a house. We're not trying to, we don't want someone to live in this office. We want someone to work in this office. And just that mindset alone, I think was so important to distinguish because like I said, a couple of years ago, there's no way I would have had the confidence to say yes and run with the project. I probably would have, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would have done a couple of years ago. I just know I wouldn't have been able to mentally commit to it. And I would have probably turned it down because I would have been so intimidated at that idea. And it was a lot of work, way more, even way more work than I was initially anticipating. 
And I would do things differently if I were to do another office again. And I learned some good lessons. But um, for instance, if it's like when you buy furniture, sometimes buying the cheaper furniture that you have to assemble yourself isn't worth it because it it took me hours and hours of my time to assemble an Amazon console table when if I had, I could have spent more money and purchased something that was already fully assembled. So sometimes like you spend time where you save money and sometimes you spend money where you save time. That'll and, preach. <laughs> and you have to decide which is your more important commodity. Yeah. And in this case, this was a learning experience for me. So it was all valuable. And but like I in the future, if I if I were given a similar budget for a similar project, I would I would invest in more pieces that I didn't have to sit for hours and hours to assemble 16 chairs, for example. You know, like that wasn't worth my time, but I saved money. Yeah. So, and there was just a couple other things that I learned along the way where that was just, that was the biggest one. So sometimes it's not worth it. It's not worth your time to save money. It's not. Yeah. But if, if you don't have the money, you have to be willing to trade your time. That's right. That's what I thought of when you... And hope that someday it compiles and like you get a return on that investment. Right? Yeah, Yeah, that's the hope. Do you find a similar... I mean, I was thinking about how when we first did Storied, the first location, it was a huge DIY project. Yeah. Totally unskilled labor. Uh, mostly mine. And so that was like, I went to the trade school, I went to YouTube trade school, mm-hmm. you know, and I quickly discovered that um, the people that you pay to do, uh, what do you call it? Mudding and taping, drywall finishing. Those people are worth their weight in gold, all right? For a thousand percent. <laughs> pay them, just pay them. Uh, they'll do it a lot faster and uh, the money, the money will worth it. Be with it. I there wasn't a ton of that we had to do, and we did ultimately end up finding like very gracious friends and volunteers to do some of that stuff. Right, because like, your first shop was a what before it was dang, a shop, dude. Oh my gosh, that's a whole sneaking episode. I know, that, but just like the for yeah summary ex- version, just to whet your appetite on that one. We we found a building for rents when we were first thinking about opening a coffee shop. I was looking all around the capital region, to be honest. I'm from Scotia. So I was always driving through Scotia on my way to my parents' house and like looking, just looking. And then I knew some spaces, I knew some vacant properties at that time that were available. So one thing led to another and I ended up with this building that became our first location, 109 Mohawk Avenue. Now it's a bakery called Nibble Nosh that's in there. Uh, they, They moved in after we did and they ended up having to like, kind of almost re- not not almost redo it but like make it their own um but they did have the benefit of of some of the work that we had invested in there so so that was cool but when we moved in when we were first looking at it oh my gosh 
if there was a way we could get photos on like on this somewhere, like maybe on the website or something like. Do you have the, photos? I do. Of the first yes. walkthrough, the day I was in yes. there. Yes. I love it was, photos. It was a jewelry store yes. when we were looking at it, but it was, it was not, it had been built. Now, okay, that was 2007, that was 2017. Okay. So when you walked December, through it, it was a jewelry store. I think it was December of 2017. Yes. When it was built in 1951 or two, 1952, I think, it was built by a bakery as a bakery. And people in town still remember it as uh, Walker's, W-A-K-K-E-R, Walker's Hometown Bakery. I believe it was uh, Dutch, a Dutch Mm. bakery. And everyone still talks about, all they talk about is the rice bread. Oh, I remember the rice bread and the donuts. <laughs> it's like everyone's got these special mm. memories about the particular things that they had there. But so it was a bakery from 1952 until the very late 70s, early 80s, like like 81 maybe. So like 30 years, it was a bakery. And then I believe that it, and most immediately after that became an eye, like an optician's office. So basically they gutted it as a bakery and turned it into uh, a small doctor's office, if you think about it. So there were exam, there were two little exam rooms mm-hmm. in the back. Basically, walls went up everywhere. They, they, they put all these walls to partition it off. And so you just wouldn't have ever known what it was like before all that. Because when I walked in, there was walls everywhere. Because there the jewelry already, store bought it, they the jewelry left store the was just renting, up. and they had only been there for maybe like two years. Okay, so it went. Here's the thing: it bakery. went. It went bakery, optician's office, some kind of jewelry. like. So I grew up with this building. This is a, such a strange building because, like, growing up, it was always there, but it was always of no consequence. Yeah, it didn't catch your eye. Nobody even knows knew it like where what it was for a long time. I think there was a big tree in front of it too. Um, it was a uh, hometown healthcare or like, mm-hmm. like a home aid office was there. I, I was still getting mail for a print shop <laughs> that had been there for a, some of the stuff I don't even remember, but the optician's office was there. I'm not sure how long. And then, and then I think actually last, one of the last things before the jewelry store was, um, 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 um what's it called? Scotia optical. Oh, so yeah. funny enough, it went from it went from one optician's office to the to a different Scotia Optical was there, I think, for a long time, and then they moved down the road to where the Children's Museum was yeah. next to the pizza shop. So they're down there now still, but they were in this space, and then after they moved out, I think that's when it was a couple other things, home health, hometown healthcare maybe, and then and then the jewelry store, but the jewelry store. That was a whole saga. The guy was trying to get out of the lease early because he had a different location. He had a second location. This was his second location. He was stuck here. He had somebody helping him at the other one, but then like they died and I don't know. It was a whole thing. Um, he was a little older. And sweetest guy he ever met though, Ernesto. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Uh, so we, I don't know what it was. We walked into that building. You wouldn't, to tell you this story, you wouldn't think like that I would have wanted to do anything uh, in there. But when I walked in, I... I saw, oh, it had a drop ceiling. Yeah. It had a drop ceiling when I walked in. Eight feet tall, I could touch it standing up. And just like 
just all these random rooms. And mind you, it's only like it's only like a thousand square feet. It's not a huge place. Kind of like a long, skinny, a long and narrowish building. So, what, okay, what happened was we walked through because there was a forensic sign, and and so it was like we were we were welcomed to uh, to to look after I got in touch with the landlord, and the back maybe third of the building was kind of walled off in a way that you know you you would have walked in and then and then there was a wall and a door you would have gone through a doorway to get to the back well there was there was vinyl like click tile there was there's like three different kinds of flooring in this place when you walked in maybe oh. four okay <clears throat> again pictures you need pictures but you walk in and it's all like tile it's like tile click tile mm. tile that's actually still there. If you go in now and see the bakery, that's still there mm-hmm. because that was all f- like hard, fast down, and you couldn't get rid of that. But then beyond that, it was it was on the right half, click tile, and then a wall separated the right half from the left half, and on the left half was carpet. And then through that, on your when you're on that left half, you go through and you go to this door to the back. Well, the back still had these like beautiful maple hardwoods exposed that had the old finishing on them. They just had this like golden glow to them. Mm-hmm. And I remember I have pictures of that too. And I was like, oh man, this building has a soul. <laughs> I was like, wait, is there hardwood everywhere in here maybe? So we we started to kind of think to ourselves. And then I also observed in that walkthrough that the ceilings were all like partition walls. They were added in, which meant they were easily taken out with enough mm-hmm. With enough uh, investments, elbow grease. Of with enough elbow grease, and the landlord was going to give us free reign, so we were able to kind of build the suit. And so I was like, "All right, you're telling me that I can just take out all these walls. Mm-hmm. I can expose this hardwood floor and refinish it, and even do away with the drop ceiling if I want." And they're all I'm, whatever, dude. So wow. it was it was the free reign that really made it like made us say. And this building used to be a bakery. It's just like all kind of came full circle. It's like yeah. way too cool of an opportunity. It was too poetic for you. Yeah, it really was. I couldn't I couldn't resist. So anyway, we, we started to look at that. I had some friends who were like in the contracting business. Uh, one of my best friends from high school was an electrician. So I was like, all right, I think we got that covered. Uh, the plumbing was the thing I ended up shelling out a lot for. We did all the demo ourselves. And then I ended up doing some of the building. And then I, I hired out. The framing for certain things. So we had to put in a bathroom. We decided we'd make it accessible since we were doing it from mm-hmm. basically scratch. Uh, so that was a whole thing. Happy to, I was happy to do that because <clears throat> the original bathroom that was in there on the walkthrough was twenty square feet. That's pretty big. Now you know houses, Maggie. <laughs> Imagine a twenty square foot bathroom. I know. What would you do with all that space? Not much, <laughs> not very much. Uh, standing room only, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, we we did that. We did all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We did all that. And the whole point of the story is that is a DIY because we did. That's kind of like the size of your bathroom now. We well, didn't have enough in um, the new shop. Yeah, it's That's actually not small. much bigger. It's yeah. it is bigger, but not not much. Ironically, yeah. So anyway, yeah, because we invested all that, it was sad to leave, but. At the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to yeah. keep it going, you know? It's a and, whole other saga. And you but. changed buildings so you could save money on rent? Yeah. Yeah, rent and utilities went way down. Yeah. 
as a result of moving. And the space we moved to is, is on the same block. We literally wheeled stuff down the street, <laughs> some stuff. And then also it was moving ready. It already had yeah. all the sinks and the plumbing and the bathroom. And like, I didn't have to do anything to build a coffee bar. Mm-hmm. It was a paint and sip place. It, it had a new been. place. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the ones who had installed a lot of the cafe equipment. Yeah. Kind of overkill. In my I opinion. really like your new place. Thanks. Yeah. It's like, a lot of, I mean, it's a lot better. Worth. A lot of, a lot of people do. It's not solving our like traffic issues. Like foot feet through the door kind of deal, but yeah, it's not like worse. No, which why would it be? It's same street, yeah, <laughs> same place, same town. It's it's the more systemic issues that now I'm trying to trying to poke at. Yeah, but you're so right. It took us ten months to build that thing. You know, with all the con- even with the contractors we hired, like doing all the finishing work yeah. and and just trying to figure everything else out, like. It, I remember you walking me through it when you were like mid construction. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we did a lot of posts around that time. I mean, all this, there's a lot of pictures on our Instagram if you scroll back far enough, storied. Because um, it was kind of a thing we were trying to chronicle it, and we had done a Kickstarter to yeah. raise some money for it, so that definitely helped. It, I don't know if we could have gotten more on a Kickstarter. Maybe if I had known the full scale of the project, I could have tried to get like closer to the mm-hmm. same amount. But that opened up other opportunities to get some money that f- to it got a lot the of project, social media attention. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I mean, the cool thing about Kickstarter and all that and doing it that way was like rallying this community around it. And now I'm just like, what happened? Where's that community <laughs> at? You know, I don't know. Lots of things. COVID came. Yeah, that didn't help change everyone's behavior and patterns sure. and spending money habits. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot. No, it's I, so I, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much because there are like. No, it just I mean, gives me. I don't. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I just think I have so many questions. Yeah. And no way to answer them. I know. Without being really vulnerable. <laughs> this is an unfiltered or, conversation. <laughs> it is here. This is a safe <laughs> space, but out there. Not yeah. on, on Facebook, it ain't so safe. I know, I know. I hear you. Yeah, I, I, I look just knowing storied and seeing its its growth and seeing its roller coaster. I think that storied is on the climb. Thanks, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. I think so too. So the point of the marketing, obviously, is, and I think I've said it this way. I think I said this before. I think I said it this way. We're just at this revenue like ceiling. We're at this cat. We're, there's no more organic traffic to be had from Scotia. Like we've been here long enough. You either you either know we're here and you're not coming or or you don't know we're here, but I that would be a hard one. I think just for a lot of people, it's inconvenient. Scotia is not a convenient place. It's not on the way to anything. There's nothing else there, you know? And if you, I'm, I'm wondering like, if you live in Scotia, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Where are you spending your money? Dunkin' Donuts. Do you make coffee at home? I, I, I honestly, I know a lot of people make coffee at home, but a lot of people settle for the drive through Yeah. Stewart's. Or, or Stewart's. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I don't think that our, I don't. I get. I don't know. I really. I don't even want to say yeah. one way or another because I. I don't know. Our our 
Are things that are not are not, things are not expensive relative to the cost of things yeah. these days? Do you know? Like, I know people are out there spending money in this world. I know that they're going to places they want good things. And not to open another Pandora's box, but like, I wonder if another app um, option would be helpful, like or the Order Ahead app. What was the uh, Odeco? I think is what you used. I did, yeah. But not that. But like, I, I'm wondering if. Some sort of a, I don't know if that will be the solution. I don't know what the cost of that is, but or some if of them are just too. pay pay per use. You know, you just pay a percentage of oh, the sale, okay. which is no upfront cost, which just mm-hmm. makes it easy. But yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know Grubhub and DoorDash mm-hmm. and all that junk. It's like that just creates a whole new set of headaches that you you have to just live with if you're going to go that route. Yeah. And if you're busy enough, like it's kind of worth it. But again, I find myself ordering ahead at story sometimes. By calling us on the old fashioned phone. Yes, I do. Yeah. No problem. Give us a shout. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 518-387-3210. For your next milk tea or breakfast sandwich before 1 p.m. That's right. Try the chicken salad. Ah, uh, so good. We've seen an uptick in breakfast chicken lately. Like people ordering bre- like ch- ch- chicken salad sandwiches at like eight or nine o'clock. Oh uh, yeah, not about- for later. Oh, for breakfast. Oh wow. Yeah, interesting. So we've started in house so colloquially the, calling you it have, oh. breakfast chicken. Breakfast chicken. <laughs> so you have chicken, you have uh, egg, and you have salmon. Those are your main main sandwiches. And right? bagels and cream cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Cool. I think we're running the clock here. We are. So um, I took some notes, though, from this okay, conversation. Cool. This, was, this was cool. This was refreshing because it's like... Yeah, it's good catching up with you, Rich. Yeah, dude. Me too. But also, we didn't know what we were going to talk about necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. there's always something on our minds, right? So there's yeah. always something to come yeah, out. for sure. And we have enough topics on paper that we've talked about in the past that we yeah. haven't talked... We haven't done episodes on, but we like know things that we're interested in. So there's always going to be something to say. Yeah. But I made some notes. Cool. As we were going. Well. Future if, future topics. Yeah. Do you want to hear them? Yes, I do. So I actually do want to talk more about scaling businesses okay. and what that what that looks like. Yeah. For you, how you're thinking about that. Because I got some questions and thoughts about what that would look like for you. I got. So I, I, I want to hear from you on that one. Okay. And then I'm sure you'll just ask me questions because you always do. Yep. <laughs> so nosy. Um, the other one I want to talk about is imposter syndrome. Okay. I was actually thinking about this before. You saying that you don't, you, you would have turned down this job in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really what I think of that is, is like, I don't feel qualified. I don't yeah. do this right. And then this also came up for me because we got an email recently from this app that's like trying to get us on there. And I, you know, whatever they're marketing, and I don't know how special that really is to get this invitation. They say they don't want every podcast on there; they just want like unique voices. Oh, we, yeah, us. I, I don't know if you saw that email. No, I didn't. Yes, yeah, the what's it's the Wisdom app. Oh, mm. so it's not, it looks cool, but what they do is they try to get like experts in their fields, and I'm like, well, I mean, sure, we're doing a unique thing and and whatever, but like. You're, I mean, I consider you an expert. You know, you're certified in your department, but I am very much not that guy. So, like, why are you actually reaching out to us? But then I'm like, but could we do it? You know, we should talk about. So that. I got that imposter syndrome deal going on. 
Uh, and also the, my management job at this other yeah. location, which I guess I'll talk about next time. Um, the, <laughs> uh, and then over, so imposter syndrome, which I, which also in business is just a huge thing. Everyone, a lot of people yeah. think deal with that vibes of a place, cozy comfort versus sterile office. Like just, just that whole, yeah. that's a whole workplace culture kind yeah. of conversation. Yeah. Which is better for production? Which is better for morale? Things like that. That's a cool yeah. concept. Yeah. Uh, life currencies. Just to revisit that, we said that we talked about it last time. We brought it up today, but like really digging into what are some of those non-monetary life currencies that we all work with, either knowingly or unknowingly, and that we're usually willing to spend things yeah. for to get. Again, knowingly or unknowingly, but like peace of mind, um, time versus cost, that mm -hmm. whole equation, that whole question. Uh, there's a lot of social, social currencies right now. You have to say the right things yeah. these days or else um, you're about to be bankrupt. <laughs> For sure. Like literally or, or uh, figuratively. You know, people can't really speak their mind even if they have controversial ideas in this day and age, at least publicly. Especially if you got stuff on the line. Yeah. Like a business. DIY, spend money versus spend time. I mean, that's a whole, that concept wraps up with a lot of different yeah. things. And then uh, you talked about your project and how it's kind of a learning experience and things you do differently, lessons learned and stuff. So exploring some of that could be cool. Cool. And maybe one of these days we could talk about parenting. Parenting. Major imposter syndrome. I got nothing to say on that. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the list. Because I think that is a topic that many of our listeners could relate to. Yeah, you're probably And maybe right. I'm going to ask you some questions about being a dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I got another one to throw out there. Okay. Personal finance. Personal finance. As business owners. I actually almost brought this up today. Coming in, like coming in today, knowing we didn't have a topic on the table, I was like, I was gonna, I was ready to make a, a confession. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Rich, I gotta go. You can't do so that we'll do to it. me we'll at the end of the we'll episode. It the well, it's not That's going away. I'll tell you that much. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> gonna have okay. plenty to say on that because my personal finance is a hot mess. <laughs> okay. Cool. And that's what I think is is cool about talking about that is like yeah. As business owners, sometimes things can look great over here, but like that doesn't mean we have, if you're doing it right, your business and your personal finances are separate. But even if they're not, if especially if they're not, it might even be an extra hot mess. Rachel did tell me a story about something that I'm, <laughs> about something like earlier on. Rachel? Rachel. My friend? Yeah, you're, yeah. Um, about like money and you, and I just thought it was like an interesting, it, it's nothing like, Oh, you got some dish on me? I got a She dished a little Dang, bit. Dude. <laughs> All right. But it's nothing like, I don't even know. Terrible. No. Can't uh, even think of what when, that is. But. When, um, when we have that episode, I'll share it. Sick. But I really got to go yeah, now. Yeah, totally. To my next you got to go about meeting. five minutes ago. Yep. We love you, dear audience. Thank you for listening. And uh, please follow us on all the places and submit your questions to us. We would love to know what you think. Later. Bye. Thank you.